Welcome to the Court Games Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tsar Agus, also known as the Haughty Magistrate. And this week, because Trevor managed to piss off Elsa again and is frozen solid, we have a special guest host, Arash of Gahi. Uh, so why don't oh. you tell us about yourself? Um, well, my name is Arash of Gahi. I'm a uh, New York Elf High Bar player, um, and I play primarily Dragon and Scorpion. What else should I say about myself? Just anything um, like your your what Hatamoto, what kind of Hatamoto are you? Which flavor Hatamoto are you? And uh, all that other stuff. And how many times you've been okay. a disloyal Hatamoto? <laughs> I've been a disloyal Hatamoto three, two times officially. Gen Con and um, Pax Unplugged, where I played Scorpion instead of Dragon. And I have only Hatamoto'd with Dragon. Um, I've Hatamoto'd uh, three times. I think. Yeah. Yes, but you times. also did something else with Scorpion, didn't you? <laughs> um, yeah, I also won the Nova Open with uh, Scorpion. Although it doesn't really feel that. It doesn't, I mean, it was one of those ones where like Anil conceded. So did I win? I don't or think we were supposed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you managed to kick everyone else. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you managed to kick everyone else's ass at, um, at Nova's um, o- Nova Open, right? Yeah. And. And Neil was on a time crunch, so he needed and to leave. Yeah. Kind of glad that he, kind of glad that uh, you two were in a top two. That because that way he sold me his uh, metal rings, which of course was on the uh, prize wall at Worlds for fifteen Koku a couple <laughs> months later. And everyone got golden I was kinda, ones, right? Yes, and I was a little bit. I, I wasn't miffed about the golden ones. I was miffed that the silver ones was on the prize wall. Ah, uh, um, anyway, such is life for me. I wondered about that, um, but yeah, those rings I still use. They're sweet. I really like. Oh them. Oh my god, I I really like them. I know. I know. Like um, just a, a little PSA. I know. Like the the finish gets a little bit can get scratched off, but just put them in cases and you're fine. They're. I mean, they look amazing. They got a really nice feel to them. Because yeah. I know. I know. Like for the last two Kote seasons, we've been. Uh, I know a lot of people were kvetching mm-hmm. uh, about. The uh, the size and the, the well, not so much the size, but the feel of the acrylic rings. They people were saying that they feel a little bit light, and they scratch really easily. Yes, they do. And now, like for worlds and the grand championship, we got these nice hefty rings that I I just love. Anyway, and they, you can really uh, easily tell what they are. I mean, yes, I really like them as oh, well. Yeah. I think that they're great. Um, I'm really happy that that I have the silver ones. Uh, this morning, I woke up and there was an article about pack four of the, what is this, Dom- Dominion Cycle? Yeah, the Dominion Cycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got a couple of cards to uh, preview here. So um, let's go and get started. Uh, first, we have a Crane Clan character, which is local Daimyo Retainer, which is, uh, she's one fate for 2-2. Two, two. We don't know what her glory is. She has Bushi and Ronin traits, and you can only play this card if you control three face-up provinces. Yeah. Uh, so um, what do you think of this card, Arash? Well, one thing that's actually um, wasn't uh, mentioned in the article that uh, Tyler actually spoiled in Unicorn Chat today was that this is a conflict character. Oh, I, did, I couldn't even see that. Yeah, he well, because of that side of it's like... Um, yeah. Yeah, so but he said he, he said in another one of the Discord chats today, he said that it's a conflict character. Um which it's really that's kind of cool. I like that a lot. 
I do too. Okay, so this thing just um see I was originally gonna give this thing like a a three out of five, mm-hmm. but I think that just kinda bumped it up to four out of five for me because if, you, if I could only play this when I have three face-up provinces, well, it, this is a late-game card, right? But I mean, and then or yeah. I'm playing it with a lot of, uh, or I'm playing it with a lot of um, eminent provinces, the the ones that start face-up. Right. I mean, Crane's got an amazing eminent province, and I'm pretty sure uh, City of the Rich Frog is going to be in every it's going to be in every single deck, right? Um, I don't know, but um, it's it's really it, it's not it's a uh, it's Earth and Void. Earth like, and Void. Okay, that that. Like, well, do, you, do you really want to give up upholding authority for, um, I played against, so I played against City of the Rich Frog. We were uh, playtesting them in our locals last night and it's pretty, it's pretty kooky, but you ha- and you have, but you have to, and you have to break it turn one. But honestly, like in that game, I felt as though, um, either shameful or upholding would probably have been, um, more effect, uh, had a bigger effect on the game. I think it really depends on the I- deck archetype. I think okay. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I think um, it could be good in Phoenix mm-hmm. with Seeker of Void. Oh yeah, sure. I, I can see that. Yeah, going Seeker of Void um, and taking Cory, taking Cory Mori, maybe taking Cory Mori as a restricted card. And okay. This taking Cory Mori and as a restricted card and and this um, that well that would mean we uh, Phoenix would lose uh, consumed by five fires. But uh, right. hopefully that meta, it, you know, the need to play that is going away sometime soon. Hopefully, yeah. Um, the other thing is that it's really good with with um, the the bird deck because it just yes. mills your dynasty so quickly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But um, so let's go ahead and go back to this to this card. Yeah. Um, the uh, I think Crane is also going to try to play City of the Rich Frog mm-hmm. because they do have a lot of cheap characters. Yeah, um, sure. But that. Makes that sense. Plus that, plus their um, whatever that uh, that province says they have that says character goes into play honored. Suma. Plus maybe yeah. Um, so I think they are going to really like this character. I don't know what they're going to cut because I know Steward of Law is not going anywhere out of their decks. Yeah. But this is a one for two two, which um, which kind of is. I mean, hey, it's red numbers, right? It's pretty good. It, it like pairs well with Tessin, which I know that a lot of them have been have been like playtesting mm-hmm. and like using. Um, it really kind of depends on its glory because if it's a high glory character for one, that's amazing, right? Like imagine if this thing is like two glory. Yeah. It's like a one two two. It becomes a four four, a five five with um with a Tessin. That's pretty yeah. good. I I would I would be into that card. I would. The only problem is it's assassinatable, but you know everything's under three is assassinatable. Yeah, really. but I mean, you have voice of honor and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's this just a true. one cost, and you're not like investing too much into it. No, this is true. That's very true. So, okay, I don't know what's coming out of the crane deck to make room for this, but um, I'm guessing it's probably going in there. I would say that it's worth testing at the very least. Yeah, I think that it depend. It really does depend on the glory, though. Right. Um. Yeah. Now the next card we know it's glory, but we don't know its ability is Shadowstalker, which is a two fate Scorpion Clan character um, for two military, zero political. It does have one glory. It has Debushi, Shadow, and Shinobi traits, and it looks like his text box does have Rally, but we can't really see what the rest of the text box says. I definitely saw Rally, and that's sweet. I think this is. I like a couple of things about this card. Um, I think that the stats are fine. 
Um, I like the fact that it's Shinobi. Um, and I like the fact that it has Rally. I think those things alone make it a, a contender for a KB slot. Yeah. Um, um, I do like this char- I do like the character on the stats alone and the fact that it does have Rally. I'm interested to see what they're going to do, how much more they're going to do with the shadow trait, because that's always like that mm-hmm. art. I don't know if you um if you've ever played if you played uh the old game, but um in basically in the gold edition was basically like the whole shadow and the whole nothing, and that was like one of my favorite um story arc in the entire old five R. What's the so story really behind excited. it? I know that uh, Shishiro Sadako is Shadow as well, right? Then these are the only two Shadow characters so far? I think there's one more, the Shadow Shaper out of Scorpion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, and I think Takao is also Shadow, but I, I don't know. You tell the story, and I'll look up Takao. Okay, so um, back in the, uh, back when the world was created, uh, Lady Sun, Lord Moon, was naming everything, and then... Lord Sun was jealous because you know of of his of everything that his his wife loved because his wife apparently loved everything. Then there was this thing called the Nothing that hid um, with uh, that Lord that Lord Moon basically hid away from Lady Sun and never got named. Over the course of the history of the Empire, the Nothing basically sought to unmake all of creation. Mm-hmm. It um it was the uh it basically caused a downfall in one way or another of each of the uh kami and then in uh when uh after the day of thunder and Toturi uh ascended to the throne the nothing started working its way through and started um corrupt uh, started um taking away people's faces from uh from Rokugan and there was one big agent of the nothing and uh, that was uh, the then Dragon Clan champion, Hitomi. Uh, remember, in the in Clan Wars, Hitomi got her hand chopped off by Yakamo, and it was replaced with an Obsidian hand. That Obsidian hand was the uh, was the original hand of Lord Moon. So, oh. yeah. So she and then she started tattooing everyone with her blood, which then would corrupt people with the nothing. <laughs> So, I always wondered uh, about why she had that random hand on her. Um, yeah, no, that's uh, that's the hand of the moon. Okay, whom she killed, by the way, <laughs> which is ridiculous. By the way, is one of the most ridiculous thing that a mortal killed the moon. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so does that actually like affect the moon in the in like Rokugan? Like, do they not have a moon anymore? Well, for like about I think for like a for a while there was no sun and no moon because Lady Sun. Um, uh, was hit 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 herself away, but then uh, Hitomi actually ascended to become the new moon. Oh, okay. Well, but she was kind of like she was kind of evil, wasn't she? Uh, yeah, but then she kind of re- that, that was kind of like her redemption. Okay, arc. that was like her redemption toward two case. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then Yakumo, be- uh, Yakumo killed Lady, uh, assisted Lady Sun committing um, seppuku, and then he ascended to become Lord Sun. Okay. So yeah, it's just nutty. <laughs> anyway. well, that explains a lot. Um, I, I looked it up. Um, there are three. There's four shadow things. Um, there'll be five now. There's Sadako, Takao. You're right. Shadow Shaper and imbued with shadows is a shadow spell. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that spell. Oh, okay. So I really wonder. I really want to know how else they're going to imp- like you know 
put Shadow in because it's always like I really am kind of excited about that mechanic. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, and I think that it's cool that um, there's more Shinobi support. I know that like one of my uh, locals is uh, Josh R, who loves KB, and he always complains about how there's no, not enough Shinobi um, that do things. Mm. So, and I think he's right. It, it, I think it's cool that they're that they're releasing more Shinobi into the wild. Right, and I really just want to know what if there's anything else with this text box. I mean, in that fa- in that card in that five card fan, there's another card. It looks like it's a neutral card, although it could be a crane card. But yeah. looking at the uh, the coloring, it's all we know is a zero cost event and it's keeper roll only. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I yeah. I, I want to know. I want to know what it is. Well, we 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 know it's an action, so. It's not a reaction or an int- uh, anyway. Yeah, uh, it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> maddening. But let's go ahead and move on to probably the uh, the most controversial card that we've seen previewed here. Yeah, it's a uh, forgery. It's a one cost Scorpion Clan event, and uh, the text box says interrupt when the effects of an event you your opponent would initiate. Hold on, uh, when the effects of an event would initiate. If you are less honorable than the player initiating those events, cancel those events. Mm-hmm. So this is just bad forged edict, right? I don't know. I'm actually not 100% sure that it's a bad forged edict. Forged edict costs zero. I have to dishonor somebody and cancel an event. Mm-hmm. This, I can go, I just have to pay one fate and be less honorable than you, which early game, I probably am less honorable than you. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of... I mean, you're not always less honorable as a Scorpion. You always have a quarter. Yeah, but early game, I'm probably less honorable than you, because early game is when my assassination is coming out. Yeah, that's true. And I could always just, you know, I could keep myself less honorable than you. Then maybe instead of activating my box at the start of the round, maybe I'll activate my box, you know, before you become less honorable than me. Yeah, that's a fair point. Also, yeah. it, it'll be nice with for KB because they're almost always less honorable. Yes. Um, so, so this will be a nice uh, second cancel because God knows Scorpion needed more cancels. Well, I don't think Scorpion is. I mean, I don't think Scorpion's playing. Well, okay. So I know Froze deck is running um, Forge Edict, but I I, I can't mm-hmm. get my Scorpion deck out off of that. Um, Fate worse than death crack. I I, I need I need mm-hmm. I need I need that I need that fate worse than death crack, man. <laughs> it's like well, I think that forgery makes it a lot more, lot better. Like lot makes it feel a lot better to play forgery and a fate worse than death. Um, oh yeah, I mean Scorpion's heyday was when they were running um, Forge Edict and a fate worse than death. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I think this is cool. It kind of makes me wonder about what's gonna. If, this seems like it's a card that replaces Forge Edict, right? Um, and I wonder if if there's like an intention there, if there's if like Tyler is trying to signal something by printing this card, um, because it, it I, I just wonder about that, right? Like, what does this mean for for Forge Edict? Well, it's possible Forge. Oh, Forge Edict is already on restricted list. It I yeah. don't think it saw a whole lot of play because it was on restricted list. Because, um, what's the word? Uh, Fate worse than death was is also under a certain list, and a lot of people took that. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I don't know. Did, was Zach's, Zach Lowe's deck at Worlds running Forge Edict? Yeah, he was on three Forge, three Censure. Um, I think every Zach Scorpion, Zach. every high-placing Scorpion, except for Palumbo, um, was playing... Oh, Palumbo and Eric were running a Fate Worse Than Death. And then Shen, um, Shen Kevin, and uh, Zach Lowe were all playing uh, Forge Edict. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like... I, I don't know. I like fate. I like fate worse than death. I mm-hmm. can see how Forge Edict could be better. I just need sometimes Forge uh, Fate worse than death is just like a little bit of that push that I need to get you less honorable and within you know backhanded compliment striking. Yeah, I agree. I think that it also kind of depends on um, the meta, right? Like yeah. um, Forge Edict is a lot better in the mirror. Um, because you're able to, uh, because you just need cancels and censure is so hard to get online in the mirror because I showed you and just because you both have the same tools for gabbing favor. Um, oh yeah. And, um, so, and I think that like against swarm stuff, Forge Edict is a lot better. Like when, um, Unicorn was really, really popular and the charge shags deck was out there, Forge Edict felt like the choice to, choice to do. Oh, um, I still was on uh, Fate Wrist and Death. Oh, really? And because yeah, no, because you charge out Chags, I Fate Wrist and Death him, and I ping each one of your little guys with Way of the Scorpion for shame, court games, whatever. Make sure they're dishonored. Well, of course, this was also when we had a uh, um, Mark of Shame still available to us. No, that's true. Um, but yeah, no, I just pinged them for every little one. Everyone went away like five honor loss in one turn, in one round. See, they always went too fast for me. Um... So I always prefer to have uh, Forge to get a little bit of tempo in the early game. Okay. But, I can see how that goes. Um, yeah. I can see how that goes. I think Forge... In, I, actually, I think with this tower meta, I think I think, fate, I think Forge is the better card for mm-hmm. if you're playing against Unicorn or Lion Tower because Fate, Worse, and Death basically does nothing against them. Right, because they have the finger jaded or they just move in and use one of their other like 17 uh, stands. To like stand exactly. them up, and it's, it's, it's even wor- it's even worse against Lion because they're just going to uh, uh, was it prepare for war and take the um, and take the dishonor off. Yeah, the only thing you've done at that point is just blank the text box, which half the time it's blank anyway because they couldn't they couldn't trigger the ability. Yep, I uh, yeah I completely agree. I, I wonder what this means for the future. Like, if, there, if this means anything for, like, an RL or whatever. Um, I don't want to speculate, obviously. But this is obviously a good event. This is amazing. Yes, it's a very good event. I really liked it. It's really good early game. I think it's uh, iffy late game. But I think late game, if Scorpion is aside, outside of the mirror, I think if Scorpion is able to control the favor, they've got a, they've got a counter that's basically that'll last them the entire game. Yep, I completely agree. So next is the province in this. It's uh, Pursuit of Justice, which is a four-strength water province. Um, And its action is, during a conflict at a water province, choose a participating character, ready that character. I don't like it. Really? Why not? It's the only th- the only province. This is the only thing. This is going to be good is if you hit restoration of uh, not restoration. Uh, Midnight revels. Midnight revels. Yeah, if you hit midnight revels and they bow your shoju, well, you and if this thing card this card is flipped up, then you ready him. But 
it's a lot of ifs. I have to be at a water province. This card has to be face up. Eh. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, I guess I can see how the only the only deck that I can see this decent in is under the box in the line or unicorn tower deck. Okay. Yeah, just because of another ready. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess that makes sense. Um, I think the I think the reason that I kind of like this, I agree that it's it's underwhelming. It's not particularly powerful, but it is a it is a water province that you can actively run and not feel bad about, which kind of opens yeah, up keeper yeah. rules. You know, like Fro was running Toshi Rambo because he didn't want to run Midnight Rebels, right? So right, I wouldn't feel awful about running this. Um, and I think that that does a lot to sort of like wean people off of just uh, running Seeker decks. Although Seeker decks, right. I think, are still better. Um, I so think Seeker I think decks are has... a little bit better, too. But uh, you can't mm. deny the power of keep free Keeper Initiates, especially with Disguise. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, at least in Scorpion, anyway, if you're running a Dishonor and uh, Shashiro Miyako. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that this is Okay. I agree. It's not okay. under. It, it's kind of underwhelming. Okay. So next we got a we got three lion cards. The first one being a brand new stronghold, which is Hayaken no Shiro. It gets plus two uh, province strength. It has the castle trait. Uh, Twelve starting honor, seven starting fate, ten influence, and its action is bow the stronghold. Choose a bushi character with printed cost two or lower. Ready that character. What were we talking about? Unbows earlier. <laughs> I think this is the only thing I don't like about the stronghold is the art. The art does not it, look great. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I'm actually kind of offended at the art. <laughs> it doesn't look good. It's kind of sad because all the other strongholds have looked so sweet. Like I can't think of a dud stronghold. Um, this one is like it's a little simplistic and it looks uh I, I guess the style is just not doing it for me the style is not doing it for me it's just it's it looks like it's just a it's just a box right honestly it's just a box i mean feel i don't know this i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna go dig around but I, I i would not be surprised if this is a reused art from something uh, from like old five R, from old five R. I wouldn't be surprised if it was because it does the. Okay, one my my biggest problem with this and okay, so this is going to my other podcast, Breaking Rokugan, where I talk about the art of cards, which I really mm-hmm. should not be doing here. But one my big problem about this is it lo- the colors look so muted and so drab, mm-hmm. whereas all the other strongholds, even. If it's dark, like uh, City of the Open Hand, it's vibrant. There's just no... Yeah, they have like a lot of nice dead. colors. Yeah, it does. This looks like there's like a cloud over the sun, which is like, this is a weird time to take a, to like draw a picture of this stronghold. Um, exactly. Yeah, it, it looks weird. Um, but, you know, the stronghold itself is cool. Yeah, I, I like the that. ability. I am, you know, welcome back, Lion Swarm. I don't know. I think that this is actually, I mean, I think that the intention of this card was to make it a Lion Swarm deck, but I think that this works so well with In Service to My Lord that um, this is going to become the de facto tower deck 
the stronghold. Oh, wow. I didn't even think of that, but you're right. Uh, yeah, is- just to unbow their, uh, their zero-cost character so they can bow, so they can unbow uh, what, you know, a towered up. Tower, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, no, I like I like the ability. Mm-hmm. So, Lion players, congratulations. You get another stronghold. This makes four um, for them, right? It makes four for them, yeah. Well, let's be honest. Three, technically, because HMT, Lion HMT is... Uh, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, and I think that's fine because and I and I like that Tyler sort of instead of just releasing uh like equal strongholds for everybody, he kind of releases strongholds to the clans that he thinks he needs them. Um I think arguably now Lion does not need more help, but he didn't know that going into this, right? So No. Um I I, I like that honest, it's like a little the- equity thing. Yeah, like I really don't. I mean, nobody saw Phantom Command coming, right? Right. And I think that's kind of like the linchpin. Unfortunately, what do you restrict, or what do you restrict? With, um, that's going to fix that. And honestly, it's got to be fan. It's got to be two cards. It's got to be Fan Command and In Service to My Lord, which I don't think those two cards are going to get restricted at all. Um, yeah, I'd be really surprised if they were. To be perfectly yeah. honest. Um, uh. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Dominion cycle is coming. The first pack is going to re- is scheduled to be released in two weeks. In mm-hmm. sorry, no, in about a week. Yeah, because it's going to be Adepticon uh, which, legal. It's going to be Adepticon legal. Yeah. Um, so, uh, which is kind of it's cool and it's also nerve wracking because I'm going to Adepticon. I'm kind of sad that I'm not going to be judging that, but also. Kind of glad because uh, Fort Worth was a little bit of the Wild West for me, and uh, so was Pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it'll be fun, but then it's also because I think Season of War is in that pack. Um, so it's like I okay, think you're right. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so moving on, mm-hmm. we have a Lion Clan character. It's a two cost for two one. It's Ikoma Sanuri. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is Bushi and Commander. She has two glory. She has rally, and during a co- during conflicts in which this character is participating, your opponents cannot trigger abilities on the attack province. I um, broken AF. Yeah, this is a really fu- this is a really good card. Um, also, the I think the art in this is good. Oh, I love the art. I don't know. Yeah. I like the art, no. but it's not like it doesn't look like other L5R art. It looks like the scrolls on the back is just basically what, you know. This card is amazing. Yeah, so I think the card is a freaking amazing. It's basically uh what's that? It's Cautious Scout on steroids. Mhm. Yeah. And the fact that I can use the stronghold to unbow her or in service to my lord to unbow her or fan a command to unbow her and have her participating in every single conflict. And she has rally. I mean she and she has rally, um, and so the only thing I have to worry about is, is assassinate. But what you do is you just mull hard for finger of jade, or you just have to defend your honor. Yeah, all that too. Yeah, um, and honestly, like I don't know, she's just a lot of those. A lot of those. Uh, I guess a lot of the triggers, like this, blanks midnight revels. Even if you do assassinate her, right? Like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And honestly, only matter. scorpion is running assassinate. Sometimes you'll see like a spicy one X here or there, but most of the time it's just Scorpion. Um, yeah, I think Rabbits may be running 
that too. Oh, that's true. I mean, I think that it runs uh, like it's still still testing things out because Common Cause yeah. just came out. But yeah, traditionally it's run one or two. You're right. But still, you're but, safe against the majority of people. Right. It's uh, but uh, yeah. No, I I I love this character. I love the ability. I love the art. You're right. It doesn't really. It doesn't look traditional L5R, but I really like where the art is going with this. I do. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Um, yeah, I mean. This is even good with like even the odds, as Mimi as a card that is, because like it'll honor her, yeah. it'll put her into a conflict and blank the province. Um, yeah, this is just a win all around. This card is really yeah, it is, and she's got two glory. Yes, so it's basically a two for four three. With prepare for her, yeah, yeah. I um, I love her. She's great. Um, got nothing else to say about her. <laughs> no, the one thing that sucks is that you can't use her within service to like stand someone bigger. I mean, she'll just never going to be your, she's never going to be your, um, your tower, but I mean, whatever you have other cards that do that. So it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. Well, I mean, the strongholds can stand her up anyway. Hmm. So are we on under siege now? Yeah. It's a one cost lion clan event. It has the fight. It has fire roll only. It has the tactic trait. And reaction. After a conflict is declared, the defending player sets their hand aside, face down, and out of play. If they do, they draw five cards, and at the end at the end of the conflict, the player discards their hand and adds the set-aside cards to their hand. Max one per conflict. I'm yeah. gonna let you go first. I mean if this if this gets resolved at like when you're on your stronghold, you just lose, right? Yeah. Pretty much. And then... Um, yeah. Yeah. So the only thing that... Uh, the only thing that could possibly save you is that the five cards you draw is better than the five card than the cards you set aside. Right. I mean, and that obviously... Um, but if you have like 11 cards in your hand and then they play this and you have five cards in your hand, that is such feels bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start calling this Lion Duty. <laughs> Um, this card, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that this card is good. I think that it's, it has a lot of people like overreacted to this card. I don't think that this card is going to be, I don't know. I think that it'll be fine. Um, because it is kind of dead until the third and the third conflict and like the stronghold province. Um, yeah, I can see that. So I don't know that it's a three X, but I don't know. Even at one X, it is a huge blowout when it resolves. Yeah. I mean, it does have two influence, which, mm-hmm. um, honestly, I'm thinking about it now, and I think this card is actually going to be a little bit more dangerous out of Unicorn. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Or, um, honestly, I heard a lot of people on the Scorpion uh, Discord were talking about this in a mill strategy. Yeah, but, I mean, right now, I'm, th- I'm, try- I'm trying to think at a... I think it was no, no. It was at LVO. Mm-hmm. Um, a player named Alex Leong was running a Scorpion Mill deck, and he had some success with it. And there's another card that Scorpion's getting that's that's basically a Mill card, and then this thing. So what card is it? Kinda, are they getting that's a Mill card? Oh, I can't remember. I honestly can't remember if they get it or they got it already. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure what it is. I can't remember, but I. I remember saying at LVO, a card is coming to, to help your mill deck. Is it Master Whisperer, the one that um, discards three? 
Yes, that's the one. Sorry. Okay, yeah. Is that out already? Mm-hmm. That was in Clanmore. Ah, okay. There you go. Um, yeah, that card oh, is yeah. interesting. Um, people are like, you can use that on yourself as well uh, as a niece effect. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, yeah, I'm not very happy that there's mm. a mill theme going on. Um, mill is by far my least favorite um, card game mechanic, <laughs> like archetype. I, I get you. Um, well, the, the the good thing about the, the okay, the thing about this game is you don't automatically lose when you when your deck is zero, or when you have to when your deck is empty, right? Um, now, if you're playing Scorpion, more than likely, yes, you automatically lose when you have to draw a card. Yes, but um, but yeah, so that's why we really haven't seen a lot of mill strategies in um, in L five R. But I want to say something about Under Siege too. Um, this card you can. It doesn't say it says defending player. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say your opponent. So if you're the defending player, they're in the stronghold, and you have two cards in hand, you use this on yourself and you draw five cards. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So um, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it, it's cool. It's definitely one of those cards that that requires testing, right? Um, yeah. And it really depends on the type of deck that you're running. Um. But yeah, um, it seems really annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. <laughs> anyway, so that's all the cards that was previewed um, in uh, in today's article, and I'm and that's supposed that's going to be in pack four. So right now we got pack one coming out in March. Pack two, April should be July, oh, right? June, July ish. I'm guessing June. Mm-hmm. That and means we'll probably be finished with the uh, with the um, with the. Uh, domination cycle in somewhere around august yeah actually uh, tyler said that uh, pack six will not be legal for gen con but it'll be available at gen con which makes me think okay. that pack five will be legal for gen con or at least out before gen con okay so here's why it may not be legal for gen con gen con is july 30th to august 2nd oh okay oh yeah so it's not in August this year? Eh, technically, it's in August. Oh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. I'm, I'm a <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's all the cards. i um, really excited for this pack, um, as I'm always excited for every single pack. Uh, kind of just want them to release them all. I don't know. This is... I know people don't like six-pack six weeks, but this I kind of wish I still we still have six-packs. It just leaves so much dead space, you know. It does, and I completely agree. I completely agree, and, and because after Imper- after um, Imperial, the only reason L five R was still going after Imperial was uh, Jigoku. Yeah, that's one hundred percent true. Yeah, no, um, uh, but yeah. So last thing I want to do is I want to give a plug to the Patreon. I know Seabass uses the money that he generates from the Patreon to um, up, to do the server upkeep, as well as uh, the monthly giveaways that he does for Patreon um, uh, for Patreon subscribers. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and subscribe to that. Um, and if there, and honestly, I've had a, I had a great conversation with you, Ross. Thank you so much for helping out and uh, pitching in for uh, Trevor this week. Yeah, for sure. Um, really, really, uh, really enjoyed our conversation. And... Uh, I will see you guys, hopefully, back with Trevor in um, later. Thanks, guys. All right. It was nice talking to you as well. 
Um, have a good night. Good night. <laughs>